This is just a smidge more with Brandy Henson. I'm Holly Stillings, and this is everything you want to know without an appointment. This is a weekly podcast where medical profession and real life collide. Welcome, everyone. Without further ado, here is part two. And what about threads? Let's talk about threads. <laughs> so what do you think is a good age to, where does where does threads come into? What, what's your um, area of age that is recommended for threads? Because if, if you're too old and your thin, skin is too thin, then it's probably not for you, right? Yes. If well, I'm wrong, correct me. No, no, no. Um, you're right. It's not that there's any given age to do it. It's just based on each patient. If they have really thin skin, if they have a lot of skin that they have, you know, they want pulled back. And sometimes it is age. Like older patients, they're not going to be great for threads. I think there's a lot of controversy with, with threads. I will say that the thread brand matters. The training matters. I use the threads that I think are the best on the market and they're PDO Max. I think they have the best pool and I think the training is the best. I've done a lot of other trainings with thread companies. I've used other threads, but I, I do feel like those are the best threads. Not everybody's a candidate for threads. If they come in and they're pulling their entire face back, that is not that's not realistic expectations with threads. Mm -hmm. That is a facelift. Realistically, if you tilted your head back and the skin went back, that's about the amount of pull you can get, you know, and it does help build collagen. It's just picking the right patient. I almost tell patients, this is, you know, I kind of joke with them and I'm like, this is your last stop before a facelift. It's a, the patient that is going to do the best with them is kind of in between, like they've got, you know, we've added volume where it's been lost. We've replaced that volume and maybe they have gels that are sagging and they feel like they're, you know, their cheeks are a little heavy or something that we can pull back. We can pull an eyelid up. We can, you know, change the shape of the nose, but it's not, I think going into threads for patients, the most important is realistic expectations. I love threads. I do them to my face once a year. I get a full face of them. I love them. I've done it for four years in a row. It is a little spicy, hurts a little more than Botox and filler, but I love the results and I've seen the results over years. But I think where threads get a bad rap is when people are doing them incorrectly. They're doing them on the wrong patients who, sh who weren't even a good candidate for threads in the first place. And then they're not going to be happy because in reality, some of those patients just need surgery. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a long-winded way to answer. No, I mean, it did. I, I, people have a lot of questions about it. Um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a procedure that's been around for a little, for a mm -hmm. while, but I think people are becoming more comfortable with it. And mm -hmm. Um, a lot of our clients come in and they're like, well, what about threads? Like, yeah. what do, you know, can I do this? And they're pulling their face or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's just something that people are, are getting more interested in and they weren't as, they're not as leery about it now as it, yeah. as they were. So, yeah. And I think, I think that threads kind of get a bad rap, but I think done in the right person, you have really pretty results. Mm -hmm. And I'm a fan of them. If I wasn't, I wouldn't put them in my own face and I yeah. wouldn't put them in patient's faces. So I am a believer in threads. I know there's a big divide where, you know, it's controversial, but I, I do think that threads are really good in the right patient. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the most popular thing right now? Is it lips or is it? I mean, lips will always be the most popular. Uh -huh. um, I think 
I think cheeks are up and coming. Sometimes patients are a little afraid of cheeks, especially if they've had an experience somewhere else where they're like, I looked like a cabbage patch doll. I smiled and you couldn't see my eyes. Like that's just bad placement. Mm -hmm. I mean, for that patient, but cheeks are amazing. I mean, even, you know, if someone comes in and they're complaining of nasolabial folds or, you know, marionette lines or, you know, pre-jox sulcus, they're like, everything's falling down. They don't see that their cheeks in the mid face is so flat you have to replace that volume. And then when I tell them, they kind of look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, do you trust me? And they usually will say yes, especially if it's a patient that knows me. And we do cheeks and they love it. And I tell them, wait till you put your blush and highlighter on. It's going to be amazing. And that, so cheeks are up and coming, but I think they're still, I think lips are still more popular for sure. And some people going back to the cheeks, it's like, if you sleep on one side of your face. That's me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, me too. And it, you, it, you'll, you can see the indentation. Mm-hmm. Some people, not everyone, but you know, yeah. the back sleepers. I guess they don't have that problem. No, we're all supposed to be black. I know, sleepers. but that's very hard to do. Yeah, no, that's never. I can't will do be it. Me. I sleep on my face. I do too, on yeah. the left side. And if I don't have filler in the left side of my cheek, it is completely flat. And I sleep so, on the right side. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite side. So, and you can usually tell, like when I'm when I'm examining a patient, I can usually tell what side of their face they sleep on because mm-hmm. those folds will be a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes sleep lines give it away, but the folds generally that patient will be heavier or flatter in that side of the face. And lasers can do so much; oh, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. You didn't ask me my favorite favorite. Well, that's treatment. coming up. That's your. <laughs> that's what's next. That would be the CO two laser, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Me too. Hands down, I. I mean, if you look across the board for skin resurfacing, like CO2 lasering is the gold standard. Mm -hmm. I love it. But traditionally, I mean, technology is clearly advanced, but, you know, you do a full CO2 laser in the past, you hid for two weeks. You're putting vinegar soaks on your face. Your face is dripping serous fluid. Like you look like basically like Freddy Krueger. I mean, Mm -hmm. after that, your skin looks incredible. But I think technology is advanced in the CO2 laser we have. You know, you do three lasers, you know, spaced four to six weeks apart, and you get that same effect as doing the deep one. And I tell most of my patients, I think we almost get better results doing the three because I progressively will change. I get a little aggressive. I'm not as conservative with the CO2 laser as I am with filler and Botox, but I will turn the laser down. I will make it more spicy. And by the third laser that I'm doing on your face, I'm the deepest I can go with topical numbing. Any deeper, I'd have to block your face. So, and I, really, I we space them four weeks apart on purpose because your skin visibly continues to improve for four weeks. I've seen huge changes, even in the melasma on my forehead. I mean, it's, I'll always have it. It gets darker in the summer. But even in the winter when I'm CO2 lasering, it's it's getting better. So mm-hmm. I just, I think that there is so much that you can do with that CO2 laser. And I did not pay anyone in this office off to say that that was their favorite treatment. But I mean, you ask anyone in this office and it's their favorite yeah, it's treatment. Amazing. I, I've had melasma ever since my son was born, which was like, oh, he's 12 now and it never goes away, but it, it, it has had the best effect with the CO2 lasers and the beam queen and the wild one pads that we have. That has been, I have used hydroquinone for a long time. Um, and the, those pads with the CO2, I can actually see breakup in areas 
of my face that I haven't seen in 10 years. What do you call it? Your continence? My continence. Yeah, it's continence because that's what it looks like. You know, it's yeah. true. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, like my whole cheek was covered. You didn't yeah. even know. It's just all dark. Until you might you sp- be being a smidge dramatic. Maybe, I've never but seen that much melasma I mean, on your face. I am dramatic a little bit, but... <laughs> That it really works yeah. and that it's a miracle. That yeah. thing is a miracle. Yeah. It it's, works great. It's great. It is my hands down favorite treatment. And I love treatments like microneedling, chemical pills. It's all good mm. in the right place, the right patient if they don't want downtime. I mean, there's, you know, that's why I think when we do consults, I don't, I do full face consults on everybody. People want that. I know they don't want you going and being like this, 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 this is wrong Mm -hmm. with you. And then like feeling, leaving, feeling worse about themselves. But I ask them what their goals are. I ask them their best feature and and what they're self-conscious about, like what bothers them when they Mm -hmm. look in the mirror. And then we kind of go from there and, and make a treatment plan full face based on, you know, their concerns. And then what I see, or they'll sit in my chair. They'll be like, what do you see? And I'm like, oh no. I am not answering going down that, that question <laughs> because I am not about to point something out that you never have seen and you will not unsee it once mm-hmm, I say it to you. Mm-hmm. So I just ask them like, what's your best feature and mm-hmm. what is it that you don't like or makes you self-conscious or something that, that actually brought you, like, why mm-hmm. are you sitting in my chair? Like what brought you in here? So yeah, you get really excited when uh, you <laughs> really do want people to look their very best. I do. And, and more than- you get a lot out of it. That's why you're just so good. You're great at this. I mean, I know you're my friend and everything, but like you really are. That is that is your heart with your patients. And that's why they love you. Yeah. And I mean, more than like making them feel good, I want them to feel good. And it's Mm -hmm. sometimes like I told you, I don't even do anything. I just sit and listen to them sometimes. And it's I think it's it's, you know, making small changes. And I know the aesthetics world gets you know, a bad rap. It's superficial. It's this, it's that. For some people, it's life changing. It is. And I think people, I think our generation, you know, I'm 47. How old are you? 41. 41. I think our generation is starting to be more open and and to talk about it. I think my mom's generation was like, oh my gosh, you got that. Do not don't oh, talk no, your about mom it. is my dream. That's what I want to be when I'm her age. She is just fabulous. But you don't talk about it. You yeah. just, it's like, you know, throw, yeah. I would never do that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't, it's different. Things are changing. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, if we're all expected to be a certain way, look a certain mm-hmm. way, you know, the Kardashian image that's all over the place and the Instagram, the filters and all this stuff. And it's like, we're supposed to all look like this, but you can't talk about it or have yeah. anything done. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. You know what I really love? This is kind of like, oh, it's a little side note, but I love when I meet someone and they're like, I don't do anything. And I know they're lying. They can't lift an eyebrow. Right. I don't obviously call them out, but I'm like, yeah, great. You know, and I, I never want patients to feel bad about themselves. Like if they come in and they'll say, how old are you? And I tell them 41. They're like, oh my gosh, I would have never guessed 41, Mm -hmm. which thank you. That's a huge compliment. I just keep those coming. But I, you know, and I tell them it's a lot of Botox. It's a lot of filler. It's a lot of laser. It's a lot of skincare. I don't ever want somebody to feel bad because they think that I look younger than them and maybe they are younger. No, it's a lot of work. It's a lot. I do a lot. So, so I'm always open. I'm always open and honest about it. And, you know, one patient told me, can you just put out there like your treatment regimen? I'm like, sure. And as I'm writing it down, I'm like, holy crap. Like I am so high maintenance. 
So I know what your next question is. <laughs> I see you looking at what me. What is it? You're gonna I ask me. Have... You're gonna ask me how many syringes of no, filler I have. No, I was gonna say you're wrong. Okay. But I was gonna say at our Christmas party this year that was one of our trivia questions we oh, had yeah. all this really fun trivia game it was fun but we didn't want to have it boring so we guessed like how many <laughs> syringes brandy had in her face how many how many threads, how many units of botox <laughs> who won I don't I remember. Think it was Erin, wasn't it? I think it, it was. But Erin can kind of count because she's done most of that she stuff. She was like face. very close. It <laughs> was, was pretty really impressive. Close. I don't think anybody went over. But, no, I don't yeah. think so. So, I mean, currently, up to date, I have 15 syringes of filler in my face. That's over time. 15 it's blueberries. 15 blueberries. But that's over, you know, the last two years. So, mm-hmm. you know, if the indications are up to a year, two years, whatever, it can last longer, shorter. And I've got about 150 units of Botox or Dysport any given time in my face, but I do my masseter muscles. I do full treatment on my forehead. I've got, you know, every now and then a lip pop. I've got, I've got it everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I do microtox under my eyes. So I I do a lot. I have, you know, threads once a year, although I haven't gotten them this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got to wrestle that procedure up, Mm -hmm. but, but I do a lot. I try to laser my face every few months and I'm really regimented on my skincare. I think that's the one thing, you know, I'm super regimented on and I've got how many other injectors are here? Five. And I'm doing my own Botox the other day. Like really, I asked them like, please do my Botox and out the driveway they go like, okay, I guess I'll do my own. I'm <laughs> the one scared. to mess up it, but I would never let them touch me if I thought they Travis would mess do up. It. Yeah, he's good. He's actually really good. I should. Now that you called him out. <laughs> he's like Holly. But I will She's say. She's out. I know. I will say like, this isn't just for women either. No. Actually, he's probably going to get really mad at me for calling him out right now. But I will say like, my husband's face looks so much better than it did a few years ago. And I think he's always been gorgeous and good looking. But I am saying he's pretty honest about it. He would he just is. tell you. No, he is. But I mean, I think, and he doesn't do much, but lasering, skincare and Botox has made a huge difference mm-hmm. in his skin. Like I actually think he's aging backwards. And then when people start commenting that he looks like a filter, he's done because he is not looking younger than me. Yeah. So I, but I think over time he's seen changes mm-hmm. in his own skin and he's better at his skincare. He's better at lasering. He's better at staying We have a lot of men that come in here. We do. It's, a, it's the new thing. They're very nervous the first time. Yes, they the are. Second the time, second they're time, time they're like, ready to yeah. go. Oh, they're just like coming in, chatting with everyone. <laughs> it's, But it, I think it's a, a stigma. But, you know, if I take care of myself, mm-hmm. I, want, I want the same thing from my husband. Like, and he does. He does well. He dresses nice. He looks great. Even if he didn't do anything, he still looks great. But... I don't mind that. Like, mm-hmm. I want someone who takes care of themselves. I want someone who wants to look good for me, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I'm not going down without a fight. So no, me neither. I will fight it every. Me too. I will age medically every step away. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's important, but I think there is a stigma around that. And going back to like even how we got in, how I got into aesthetics, was I went and got Botox the first time. I went to a plastic surgeon, researched this person out. And I got an eyelid ptosis. Not, I, I had a true eyelid ptosis. Now, what is that for people who don't it's, know? <clears throat> when your eye, your eyelid physically drops, like the muscle can't open your eyelid. I couldn't look up and physically raise one of my eyelids, and mm-hmm. it really sucked because I had and that really is hooded something eyelids. That can at the happen. Time. It can happen, and that's it's not super common, but that is the most common risk of Botox in the glabella. 
So I go up and around that muscle like a rainbow because I had it. It sucked. And, you know, even my husband was like, why would you do that? It's stupid. You don't need Botox, you know, and that's, I was working in the ER at the time and I was like, this is stupid. There has to be something you can do to try to correct it a little bit. And so I went and did all the training. And then, you know, at the time when I started it like six years ago, people wouldn't talk about complications, not even a filler. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, you know, that is a risk. It's always a risk. It is a risk. And, you know, I, I don't know, maybe the surgeon didn't know how to fix it. Maybe he did. I signed the consent. It's mm-hmm. a risk. But I how mean, long if, does it take to go back? Well, two to four months, however long what? your Botox lasts. It gets lighter. Um, but what does it look like? It looks like one of your eyelids is literally half closed. Oh, wow. And so there are things that you can do to correct it by, you know, mm-hmm. 30%. You can use up neat drops. You can inject the lateral lash line. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't want to do mm-hmm. it. I don't know. But I guess I can Maybe thank him for my life. new career path. That's right. So I, you know, and I did, I focused on a long time just taking courses and spending a lot of money on complications. And I remember asking my rep when I first started for filler, I'm like, what is this like vascular occlusion in the small print? And there, and there, and she was like, oh, it's really rare. It doesn't even happen. Don't even worry about it. And what is that? It's so if filler gets injected into a vessel, it ca- basically causes a clot. Or mm-hmm. if too much filler is injected up against a vessel and collapses, it mm-hmm. basically decreases blood supply to your face. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and maybe it was from working in the ER for 21 years, or I'm checking little maybe combination of both but like that's great if it happens not that you know often but what do you do if it does Mm -hmm. so and I've always told my injectors like if you're not comfortable if you don't know how to deal with a complication of Botox or filler you should not be injecting if you do not have the emergency kits you do not have the Hylinex in your fridge to dissolve filler if there's a problem you should not be injecting and I tell all my patients I've I've done posts on this before interview your injector. Mm-hmm. Ask them, what if there's an issue? How much Hylinex do you have in your fridge? Because I'll tell you right now, I have 20 vials in mine. Mm-hmm. And it sucks when they expire and I throw them away because they're expensive. Mm-hmm. But I didn't use them. So I guess it's a win-win. But you have to have these things in place. And so, yeah, so that's what and I, I spent. And I think there are time. so many since, you know, uh, I should say men too, but women, I mean, we're being upheld to this level of beauty that is crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really getting to a level that's insanity. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's a lot of pressure, yeah. you know, and some people are, they don't care and they're fine. And, you know, God bless you. But for the others yeah. that are, and it's the majority of the people right yeah. now, like they're going to these, you know, Groupon and these little med spas oh, that are geez. opening up yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And you have to be careful yeah, because there are some serious things that can happen. There is. And I tell patients if a price is too good to be true, it is, it is. And you should run the other way. And I, I tell patients you want to, Go to Groupon and get a massage, something like that. Fine. Do not group on your face. Right. Do not group on your surgeries on your body. Like yes. just don't do it. Mm-hmm. You will end up spending a lot more money in the end. And, you know, I think that people in general think of like Botox and filler as a beauty treatment. Mm-hmm. It is, but it is also a legit medical treatment, you know? Oh, it's incredible. It, like it, since you injected my masseter yeah. muscles, I was having the worst TMJ where I would open my mouth to chew something and it would, it sounded like, um, I don't like crinkled paper almost. Yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is crazy. And now it's just gone. 
Yeah, you did have some strong muscles. I did, very strong muscles. We actually muscles. had to take a deeper needle too. Yeah, and I told Brandy, I was like, oh, well, that I think I just have a strong jawline. Yeah. And she's like, and then I heard the clicking mm-hmm. and it was, and it's incredible because yeah. it's just gone. Yeah. I never had headaches from it. A lot of people get headaches. Yeah. I never had that. But every time I chewed something, I could yeah. hear it. Yeah. And, and it's, those it's things, amazing. And it, it's like Courtney yeah. uh, Martin, yeah. the wonderful uh, gynecologist that was here with us had shared all of her, you know, insight and, you know, how they're using Botox everywhere. Yeah. And I do yeah. mean everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I legitly, <laughs> legitly everywhere. <laughs> and I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think that those things make big differences for people. Yeah. It is life changing, but it is also medical procedures. So I think that you have to be well-trained and, and know what to do, you know, um, and do the right thing, use the right products in the right places. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of people out there that are just kind of do it like, Oh, Hey, you know, come get my group on. And it's, I mean, it's bad. Like when I see filler for cheaper than I can buy it for from the company, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Like that is not legit filler. Yeah. They're getting it from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I mean, and most of my patients know that. And so, I mean, I've only had one or two sneak off when I said they didn't need any more and they came back and we had to fix it and mm-hmm. we had to take it out because I told them you don't need any more and they wanted more. So they came back and now they listen. But <laughs> I mean, it is fine, but there is, you know, if if a patient wants something that I'm not comfortable doing, I'll send them to my facial plastics in Marietta that I send my patients to. I will... I will send them to somebody who will give them the result they want because there are different styles of different injectors. Mm-hmm. And mine is not to make people look super fake. Mine mm-hmm. is to make you look like you did 10 years ago. Sure. Make you make, I, My goal is to have people look at you and say, wow, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Or you're aging really good. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh my. Like, right. We know like what you duck did. Duck lips and cabbage patch doll. Right. Like, that's not what you want. And then... Patients don't see it. They don't see when I joke with patients, like I have this filler restriction list. I really do. Yeah. Because patients get used to what they, with, with looking in the mirror, what Mm -hmm. they have. And so they'll be like, oh, I need more, I need more, I need more. Mm -hmm. And it's my job to say, no, you don't. Right. So. And that car mirror. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Lord Jesus. I think it's just bad lighting just, every time. Just the car mirror. I just flip my camera on on my mirror and I don't even see what myself. I just see in the back of the car. We should come out with a mirror that's like super flattering for your car. Right? That would be amazing. Oh, geez. No, you've hit your quota for <laughs> ideas this year. That's right. Um, no more ideas. No more. Okay. So wrapping up, what's your number one beauty tip? That's a, it's a big ask. I know. But what is it? You didn't even give me time to think about this But like, what is like, what's the one thing and not, okay, let's say this, not product. You are crafty. You are the craftiest person I've ever (laughs) met in my life. You always have tricks, tips and tricks on everything. It's crazy. (laughs) Okay. It's like your Outback Steakhouse meal that we oh, talked about. That's, that's that podcast hasn't come out yet, but it's coming out. <laughs> so, you know, you, you really know how to live. So what is your number one beauty tip that you would tell people if I, you had to do something? Oh my gosh. You should have given me time. Is to it like this. a pillowcase or is it like... It's not even a tip. I, I guess it is a tip, but not like a beauty product that you could get. I would say more than anything, like you have to be happy with yourself. Because if you're not, it doesn't matter what we do. You're never going to like it. You're never going to be happy. You could get all the products in the world. Like, it doesn't matter. I think you have to be happy and content with where you're at Mm -hmm. in your journey. Like, you're, you know, stay in your lane. 
and be happy with your journey. And I think, I guess it's not really a beauty item. Not look at your friends and their features and their genetics and all of the things that they had nothing to do with. Yeah, because then at a certain point, if you're not happy with yourself, it doesn't matter what I do, what anyone else does, what you can go out and buy. It's not going to make you happy. So I think just really working on people like on yourself and being happy, I guess that would be my biggest takeaway. Be the best version of you. Yeah. Be the best version of you. Um, And then all the other stuff comes with it. So. All right. Hey, thank you. Thanks everyone. (laughs) 